0: to another edition of couch potato sports denver broncos hope everyone has been doing well i know it's been a little while but the holidays are a bit crazy so bear with us and we'll bear with you so anthony how are you doing
1: i am doing pretty well man not too bad can't complain how about yourself
0: not too bad uh we actually just got done uh exploring at the zoo lights at the denver zoo tonight right on Um, it was a good time i mean we went there a couple years ago and it was a great time then still a great time and i do say if you ever end up going there anytime this week or after christmas there is a spot it is past the gorilla exhibit just a bit just a ways down you know how they have that little bird exhibit Mm -hmm. area where you can go check out the birds and then you have that little open park right there so there's a store uh, like a kind of like convenience shop right there and they have donuts inside and their maple they have a maple bacon donut there and it is phenomenal <laughs> every time we go there we make sure to get one so uh next time you're there don't forget that and try and check it out so um yeah and that is i'm doing well man you know just just vibing you know uh just being a miserable broncos fan but hey that's okay <laughs> uh i mean Aren't we all know, uh it's uh, we'll get into it. So, for those that don't know, uh, the Broncos fell to the Bengals 15-10 to 10 in a very uh, abysmal performance on their offensive side, which is, I mean, what else is new? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, nothing, nothing it's new just, at all. Exactly. And it's it just, you know, coaching is just not there. The quarterback position, you know, nothing against Teddy, and I certainly hope Teddy is okay and – it sounds yeah. like he is. He got discharged from the hospital this morning. So, uh, ruled it as a concussion that which we all thought it was. Anyways, it's just a good thing that he was able to move his uh his extremity. So because it looked pretty bad, you know he. So, um, anyways, going back to it, uh, just another abysmal offensive performance. And like I mentioned before, the coaching is just not there, and you know it's just. Stuff we've been talking about this whole season, Anthony, and it's just it I, I feel like I'm to the point right now and now we're sitting seven and seven and yeah. In a world, in a universe we could win the next three, but uh I'm not holding my breath anymore. I am I feel like I am finally at that point where I am checked out and I am ready for this season to be over with <laughs> and I am excited to see what happens next year. I'm still gonna be there every weekend rooting for the Broncos. You know that'd be nice if we won the next three, put us at ten and at seven, and you know that still gives us a shot at the playoffs, maybe. But um, you know it, it's hard to do that when you know you m- most of your losses are against AFC teams, so right. you know, that kind of just screws yourself over as far as tiebreakers go. So, but hey, crazier things have happened, and. You know, I mean it'd be nice if we, you know, got in the playoffs, you know. I think we're a one and done kind of team, but hey, you know, it it kinda gets that culture back and where we're right where we want it. So Right. Um
1: Yeah dude. that's where I'm and, feeling. And, so Yeah, and it sucks because <clears throat> the AFC is so tight, like from top to bottom that if the Broncos were to win, have won yesterday, it like jumps up their chances at a playoff berth, like Tremendously, but losing yesterday, wild card
0: spot right now. Exactly, that spot from the Chargers,
1: right? And of course, they lost. And now I saw I saw a stat earlier today. Thirteenth, thirteenth, technically in the AFC, and that's only the Jags, Texans, and one other just like horrendous team and that's just the world we're living in right now as broncos fans it's just same old shit every single week there's so much i mean yesterday was bad like yesterday like really left a bad taste in my mouth because they just it was just apparent that the fucking coaching and we've been saying it all year but the offensive coaching is absolutely Horrendous, and Pat Shermer. It will be like a holiday when that fucking clown gets fired, and that is what he is. Like first of all, everybody's bashing Locke for that fumble. Which going back and looking at the play, if he hands that ball off, I, I don't remember if it was Javante or. I think it was Melvin. but he would have walked into the end zone if he held. If, yeah. And I'll I'll try to find that for you and send it to you he would have walked into the end zone. So the fact that he keeps it with a fucking at him was just a completely horrible decision. Then for him to like have such horrible ball con- or just ball control for him to lose it. I mean, I'll give the guy credit. He hustled his ass up and went and like at least made an attempt to get the ball back. Uh, Let's yeah, back it up. I'm sure why why, why, the, why the, why the, yeah. why the fuck is Shermer calling an RPO with Drew Locke? at the nine-yard line in a one-score fucking game. Uh, I it's mean, just hey – it was – it was – it's, <laughs> He's it's in his ho- own horrible, dude. It's just <laughs> – it's the most incompetent offensive coaching I've seen and I have no idea how long. It's just – it's not even fun to watch the offense. It's great when you see the running backs out Yeah, defense out there. And that's exciting to watch. We have great players at every level. We have young guys coming out and playing really well. I mean, if the veterans are playing good. It's exciting. And then the offense comes out, and you just know you're thinking to yourself, defense, get a fucking drink of water and try to catch your breath because you're going to be out there again very soon. I mean, it's just horrible, dude. Yeah. Garrett Bowles played horribly yesterday. I think he had, what do you have? I know two holding calls for sure. Two. Maybe, yeah. Uh And it's not. I mean, holding holding calls. Holding call, yeah. Right, holding calls are going to happen. I'm not trying to knock him. I'm just trying to be, in, just kind of picking at him. Just, cause, I mean, I mean, Courtland. We were text. You were texting me this. How Cortland had what three drops yesterday? And yeah, two. We just two paid, drops we just
0: sure. You know, right. It was
1: and that even, third. Even that. Third,
0: I I agree with you on the third drop, but like it still hit your hands,
1: man. Right, and I agree with you, you know? too. Like that's one of those things that. It's a horrible fucking pass. I mean, a wide open. He was wide open. Oh, the first drive, yeah. Well, no, that even that third one, it was just. Oh, that one too. He he was just wide open. So, how why you can't why Teddy can't hit him? Oh, was that Teddy? That was no, that
0: was Drew. That was Drew. Drew,
1: why the fuck can't you hit him in the numbers in stride? That's a huge gainer. With Sutton, a guy like Sutton, that might go for a touchdown, and we're talking about a different story of this game or today. But yeah, yeah. so it hit him in the hands, he should have caught it. But it's just bad all over. Jerry Judy, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Did, did you see the the Twitter the exchange? The lack of tw- blocking.
0: Yeah. Well, no, the, the, lack the Twitter of blocking, and then uh, Eli Apple, right? Or yeah, the Eli Apple, Apple yeah.
1: Twitter exchange with Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's
0: he's just not disciplined, man. This team has no discipline.
1: Well, you know, it's ridiculous. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm not even bashing Jerry Judy on it because that's the world we live in now. I mean, Jerry Judy's a what twenty-two year old kid, pretty much. Right, and he—I don't think he did. Up? I don't think he did anything wrong. He's fucking running down the field, wide open. He right, was, he was. Like, I mean, he's wide open, it, dude. He gets the ball and he makes plays happen. He's not given the opportunity, and that's the fucking frustrating part because you have weapons, you have these just top tier, like legit, not like oh they're pretty yeah. good. Like no, top tier weapons. Jerry Judy is. One of the best route runners in the entire league, and he is nobody gives a fuck about him because he's not given opportunities. Cortland Sutton is one of the best deep ball receivers in the entire league. Nobody gives a shit about him because he is not given the opportunities. Noah Fant is one of the most athletic tight ends in the entire foot in the entire NFL. He has some of the highest potential. He has the potential to be up there, top three tight ends in the entire league. He is not given the opportunity. So it's just fucking sickening, dude. It's just like, and I'm like. Really over it, and I, I don't give a shit if they win another fucking game. Like that's kind of where I'm at at this point because they don't deserve to. The defense, you're doing the same thing that you always do. You're they're great. I mean, mm-hmm. they held Joe. Bur- they held a good Bengals offense to nothing yesterday. Nothing, and right. the offense is just so abysmal. The coaching is just so horrendous. It's not even fair to the defense. And like for some reason, like I know I know we've been dealing with this pretty much the same thing for. The last six years five six years but like this year to me is like really bothersome because you like see the potential you like you beat the shit out of the the cowboys you beat that you beat the shit out of the the chargers like like how why can't you put it together every fucking week i don't understand at all and it's just really infuriating and but i wanted to touch on the jerry judy eli apple stuff real quick it just sucks that a fucking has-been, nobody cornerback like Eli Apple is taking shots and shit-talking Jerry Judy, who's one of the top-tier talent at wide receiver in the entire league. And the sad part is Judy can't put anything out on the tape to say, like, no, you're wrong. This is, Watch what I did. He might have been cooking him on all the routes like he said he was, but nobody saw it because he didn't get the opportunity to get the fucking ball thrown to him.
0: Right. And I guess, I guess what I mean when I say it's undisciplined, I'm just like it, I understand Jerry Judy going to back from him, but just like we have, we have no ground to stand on, man. Like this right. team is just not, when I think of the Broncos, I just don't think anybody takes them seriously. No, you know, and it just, it's embarrassing. And then when I see Twitter exchanges like this, I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, we, I don't know, I, I guess I can really can't explain it too well, but it's just like, it's just cringy, you know? It's just, this team is just not where everybody wants them to be, and it's just, it's just embarrassing, you know what it is? And I just, and when I see this Twitter exchange, I'm like, oh, my God, you know? I I, I definitely, Eli Apple is the one that started it. You know, I'm looking at it right now, and he's, say, his first thing he said was the best play Judy made all game, talking about how Judy ripped the ball. Right um, out of eli apple's hand and and then Judy fires back and saying that he's torching him all game pretty much, which I don't doubt i mean Jerry like you said before, Jerry Judy is a great route runner, and you know we just don't we don't have the quarterback right now to get Jerry Judy the ball, and yeah. that sucks because that's an that's a whole it's two years now where Jerry Judy has been misused
1: right
0: he hasn't been he hasn't I'll, you know. You look at like Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins has had a great year and Justin's Justin Jefferson is a phenomenal wide receiver. And he's come to the spotlight because he gets opportunities because yeah, Kirk he, Cousins can just put the ball down the field.
1: Yeah. Justin Jefferson and, and Ceedee Lamb were both drafted Lamb, too, behind you know? Jerry Judy. And it's right. not because like the Broncos busted on Jerry Judy. No, because he was more talented than both those guys. And sure, Henry Ruggs was the first receiver taken in that class, but it was the Raiders, and he was the fastest dude there. So that's what always the Raiders do. Jerry Judy, I mean, was potentially a top-five pick. Like, Mm -hmm. that's how talented this dude was. And I remember before his last season, like the very beginning of his last year at Alabama, I told my brother, I was like, I was like, you need to watch this dude, Jerry Judy, from Bama, because if he were somehow to make it on the Broncos, dude, That would be – he is unreal. And he is. And he is. But, like, you just made a perfect example. Justin Jefferson is getting the ball. There are plays designed for him. And Justin Jefferson Jefferson is great. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not – as as it stands right now, Justin Jefferson is way, way past where Jared Judy is. But I don't think it's Judy's fault. Like, that's what sucks. Right.
0: And it just – that's what makes it more interesting, you know, I'm so interested to see what coaching staff we have next year and, you know, what quarterback we're going to have next year. Because, you know, if we do decide to go with a veteran quarterback route, you know, it's likely going to be one of two quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Yeah, it at least better be.
1: Yeah. And
0: it's just those guys with Jerry Judy, (laughs) Jerry Judy's finally going to get his chance at being able to showcase what he's going to bring to this league. And I think it's going to be great. It's going to be phenomenal. And that's – you know, you look back at the draft class, you know, and (laughs) you – it just sucks because, you know, we all thought we had a quarterback within Drew Locke, correct? And that's why John Elway was like, okay, let's draft weapons for him.
1: Which made sense at the time.
0: It did, but it just – it sucks that it failed so miserably.
1: Yeah.
0: And it just just shows how – Far behind this franchise was, but you know, back then. But you know, I I, I still have optimism for next year. I, you know, and <laughs> you know me, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. You know, uh, especially with the Broncos, and it's bit me in the ass more than I like to say. But <laughs> um, I don't know this this next season. It just how is nothing. How is you know, I don't see a world where something doesn't happen in this off season that's really good for the Broncos. You know what I mean? I just don't. Yeah, I can't see George Payton just not doing anything and or doing something stupid. You know that's what I mean?
1: Exactly how I feel. Yeah, because it's almost like, I mean, it's weird because it's obviously only George Payton's first year as GM, but it's almost like Broncos it's country already so has much. has like a connection with him, like. Yeah it's like one of those things like you can almost like, I mean, I find myself thinking after the game, like, Oh, Ju- uh, Peyton's pissed right now. Like he yeah. can't, he, he's sitting there looking at this team. Like these things need to happen. This can't happen anymore. Like it's almost like you have this connection and, it, and it's weird for a GM, but that's how much like face and just confidence we have in this manager, in this general manager. And yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like, He's got to be sitting in his office thinking, like, look at what could be. Like, look at how talented this team is. I have to do everything in my power to get this quarterback position right and, and fast, and that is one of two guys. Like you said, it's Rodgers and Wilson, and we're going to talk about them for the next fucking, like, Four months up
0: until like March starts. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, we're gonna
1: be talking about them until people are annoyed <laughs> until about free
0: it. agency begins. That's when right. it's gonna be. You know, <laughs> right?
1: And that, they're just gonna have to deal with it because I just don't see like, and I'm like completely out on the rookie quarterback route anymore. I like completely out. I don't think. I just don't think that's what George wow. Payton do.
0: That is surprising hearing that from you, Anthony. I just
1: don't think that that's what George Payton should. Should do or will do. I, think, I don't
0: think you should do that right now.
1: Yeah, right. Right yeah. now, if you were gonna do a commit to a rebuild, which this roster is not rebuild material, right. this is not a rebuilding roster. So that's why, and I'm and you know that, you know, George sees that. You know, Peyton's thinking like, look at. I mean, you think they're? Do you think they're fucking paying Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton to? just run around and to hang to out te- with Teddy. Yeah. Right. To try to teach a rookie too, like no, sure a lot that'll of money. help. <laughs> right. Sure. That'll help. Like don't get me wrong. That will definitely help a rookie quarterback if they were to go that route. But George Payton ain't stupid. Like he knows what needs to happen in Broncos country. And the the rumors were there. I don't give a shit how many times people want to deny him about the Aaron Rodgers stuff on draft night. I've heard from enough oh. sources I've heard from yeah, enough it, reliable it sources happen. like, you know, that Who was. Who says about, it didn't? Well, oh, there's just a lot of, like, of course, like, George Payton's come out. Oh, no, we were focused on the draft and all that. Like,
0: oh, yeah, he says the
1: right man, stuff. And then, whatever. oh, yeah, right.
0: He's Same, made
1: phone calls. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was close to happening. And now you have a guy who's seven, six years younger, a little more athletic. Maybe he doesn't have the pedigree of uh, Aaron Rodgers, but, I mean, And I'm sure we'll get into this, but I'd like—I'd probably take a Russell Wilson over a Rodgers at this point in their careers.
0: Well, yeah, I mean he's 33 versus 39. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And and Russell Wilson, like, I don't know. I just think Russell Wilson would be able to connect more with our wide receivers than Aaron Rodgers would. You know, because I don't know. I just, I just the personalities, you know, and because I mean you definitely need a quarterback to come in and just wreak havoc, you know, like you need a quarterback to come in and just, no, this is the, this is our culture. And this is what we're going to do. And that you know, it comes along with the new coach too. Right. And this whole thing that has been going on in Denver and now. and this is OTAs. This is the day one new Denver Broncos, you know, <laughs> and he'll probably point over at Brandon McManus. He's like, Hey, how was your first day with Peyton Manning? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And cause he's, he's probably the only one on the team that knew Peyton Manning while he played with him. So, you know, and he's, he's just going to, it has to be a quarterback that comes in. And I feel like Russell Wilson would be uh, one. He's a very personal guy. Aaron Rodgers is not, <laughs> you know, he clashes <laughs> well with a lot of people. And then uh, Russell Wilson, he's also a very hard leader. You know, he writes reports every week yeah. on the opposing team and makes hands him out to his teammates and he quizzes them on him, you know, <laughs> like he, right. he's definitely a great leader. So I'm definitely open about Russell Wilson and you get more years out of him. you know?
1: Yep. And we're saying so. this and I'd be fucking through the moon. If Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco next year, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, I that's be
0: disappointed. Right. <laughs> and that's,
1: that's where we're at right now. Like we, but if I compare like,
0: the two, that's what I, right. that's my thought process. So. And
1: I'm, and I'm with you. I mean, I just, it might, I might, f- this was a stronger quarterback class. Like there's nobody coming out of this class that, I mean, if I'm being honest and we've had, and you know, my feelings on Justin Fields. I mean, I like Justin, I like Justin Fields coming out last year than anybody in this class.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that's kind of where it's at. And you see how Justin Fields is. He has his little moments of here and there, but he's a long ways off. And, I think that's how these quarterbacks are going to be too. So I just don't want to go through the growing pains. And I don't think this roster wants to go through the growing pains. Like they've dealt with enough, get a guy, get a guy at quarterback, get a head coach, an offensive coordinator in here that are going to fucking utilize this team. You know, they're going to utilize this talented roster. It's just
0: right. And Sorry, I'm looking through all the Russell Wilson stuff, yeah. seeing if there's anything that's coming out. But uh, yeah. yeah, he, de-
1: he denied. You know? all he denied. I never said yeah. that. And a lot of people came out and they're like, just like the Aaron Rodgers shit. Like, what? Yeah, whatever, dude. And like I said a few weeks ago, like the best thing for the Broncos' chances of landing Russell Wilson keep having the Seahawks lose and they just keep shitting the bed even more and it's beautiful. And they are still not letting Russ throw. They're not letting him they're not, you know, opening up the passing game. It's just run, run, run until they're fucking sick. And that's why Russ wanted out last year. And it's gonna happen again. And Yeah. I'm you gotta, reading this I mean,
0: right now, and he's like, not only Russell Wilson is not considering his waiving his no trade clause to leave the Seahawks, he intends to stay in Seattle, pass his contract that ends after 2023. I call it bullshit, because no. we talked about in this past, him and Pete Carroll have different philosophies on how they want to run the team.
1: Right? And do you really
0: think they're going to get rid of Pete Carroll? No. No, they're not. And
1: I mean, a smart owner probably would and get bring in a guy and you know save right. the quarterback. But, but... they,
0: that's probably not going to happen, you know, because their right. relationship. But, um, and I, I'm with you on the rookie quarterback situation. It's it's not a good idea unless you have the next Pat, next Patrick Mahomes coming out of the draft to go and grab that guy. But there's not, you know, I, I I'm willing to put money on that. There's not the next Patrick Mahomes coming out of this draft. So you're better off just getting one of these stellar elite quarterbacks. If you can do everything you can to get them. Um, Use some, use a first round draft pick that you would have used for a quarterback. And then, you know, a couple years down the road, maybe three or four years you go after and you find your quarterback for the future. That's how it should be done because then you have a rookie quarterback underneath Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. You know what I mean? And, what better guys would you want to learn under? You know what I mean. It's right. That's the way it should be done. And you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out with Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler. That they, you know, did you hear that they really didn't have much of a relationship at all? Peyton Manning I, and huh. Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to. Uh, I believe it was Altitude Sports. You know, this was a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about. The same thing we're essentially talking about, just, you know, the veteran to rookie quarterback transfer. And, uh yeah, they were talking about the time with Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler, and they would never, unless it was about football, like, they wouldn't talk to each other at all.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's interesting.
0: So, yeah, that was interesting to hear. Especially,
1: so. like, knowing how, not, how good of a guy Peyton is.
0: Right. So, I mean, I wonder if they just, you know, I don't know. So – I just thought that was interesting. So, that is a little bit of a tangent there. So, <sighs> but, yeah. I mean,
1: for, so First things first, this coaching staff's got to go. And I don't know. I saw something on Twitter earlier today, and I didn't do my research into it. Maybe you had caught wind of something, but there's, like, a new – there's new rules or something that got approved by the NFL for this next offseason or something or when it comes to the salary. I don't I'm not sure the quite the context, but somebody was talking about on Twitter how, based on the new rules, George Payton really needs to have his mind made up on Fangio and the coaching staff by next weekend. Huh. Does that like ring a bell for you? I'm looking right now. Okay, hey,
0: what else? What else was said in that? In
1: that? I think that's that's really so it. Let me coaching
0: let me... staff new rules. Or coaches' salaries. So, is it saying that you have to have a new – you have to have your coach figured out so they don't be a part of the next year's salary cap for the next season?
1: I'm not sure. And then once they're a
0: part of it, they're they're a part of it. There's nothing you can do about it even if they get fired?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I saw it and I didn't do my research like I should have. Huh.
0: Um, Because that would be, that would be really interesting if that was a rule because.
1: Yeah. And again, it was on Twitter, so it might just be a bunch of bullshit too. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, well, this the regular season runs into January now. So if you're still not, if you're still undecided on a coach, you know, by then, you know, you have to make a decision by December 31st. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. even if, you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I mean, I probably could explain why they got rid of Urban Meyer so early, you know? Right. Did you, did you hear about me? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you were happy about that. Oh, dude.
1: <laughs> what a what a great moment. <laughs> I mean, it's a great moment because I've been saying it for so long. I wanted to be proven right you that he was just it. such a piece of shit. And, and I had really, honestly, like, I had no ground to stand on before the season. Like, one of the most successful college coaches of all time seemed like he yeah. was pretty good. You know, seemed like a great guy, great coach, obviously. But there was just something about him. I was like, you know what, fuck this dude. And, like, I I think it was one of those things, like, I hate these college coaches that think they're like, I'll just go to the NFL. Like, that shit's easy. I'll just do it there. So I was like, you know, (laughs) screw this dude. I hope he sucks. And then just more and more. And then, like, the Draymond Jones comments that we talked about a long time ago came out. Mm-hmm. And then it just like started building up like, oh, maybe I had a, gut, a good gut feel on this. And then it just kept coming up like, yeah, this dude is trash. He is a piece of trash. <laughs> and then he's off also a horrible coach of men. And I'm glad he got fired.
0: I know. Yeah, you heard about the whole Josh Lambo stuff.
1: Yeah, dude. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, he just goes
0: up and he's like, hey, dipshit, make your kicks. And he kicks him. Yeah. Josh Lambo's like, hey, don't kick me. And he's I mean, like, I'm the fucking head coach. I'll do whatever I want. And that's like, like, Urban Meyer, you're gonna get your ass kicked, buddy. This is the right. NFL. These are grown exactly. men. Exactly. And that's
1: a that <laughs> is like perfectly kids. exactly, perfectly <laughs> relates to the um, kind of the Draymond Jones story that he would just treat players like shit, and it's because in college, you know,
0: they're kids. Yeah, they're
1: kids, I mean, and their like future is in his hands. T- in yeah. his hands. In the NFL, it's like, motherfucker, I will end you with a story. Yeah. Like exactly. that. And I already, I'm getting paid. I don't need to, you know, go through the transferring portal and doing all this stuff like a college kid. Like, yeah. yeah. That was it, it, was bad move it was a on nice. part. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And that's so good but, for Trevor Lawrence. He's such a talented dude. I really want that dude to succeed. I think he got a lot of criticism. Like, how do yeah. you, how from when you were a freaking 16 year old kid, people saying you're going to be a future number one overall draft pick. And then, like, right before the draft, they're like, oh, I don't know about this guy. Or maybe, like, Zach, no. The dude's a stud, and he's uber talented. When you're being compared to the names of John Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, like, when you're in that company, when you're being mentioned with those guys, you're a talented dude. And hopefully they get a good coach. But, again, it's the Jags, so they probably
0: won't. <laughs> uh, you think it's Trevor Lawrence's best interest to get out of there? <laughs> he
1: ain't going nowhere for a long time unfortunately
0: <laughs> he's there for five years at least yeah so <laughs> yeah we'll see, we'll see what unfolds with the jacksonville situation duval county yep um okay so back to our sorry sap of the team um yeah like i said before it's you know i i put a That game was the game. You know, that was the – if you were to win that football game, that was – you were going to take the spot from the Chargers, then it was your wild card spot to lose the the remainder of the season. That's how a lot of Broncos fans hoped it would be. You know, I – you know, obviously I had a lot of nerves. It's funny because my my stepdad texted me and he's like, how are you feeling about the Bengals game? I'm like, I don't know. It depends on what Broncos team shows up, so – Yeah, Um,
1: that's the sad part.
0: And like you said before, that's just where we're at. And, you know, we blew it. And, you know, it's – in a way it's good because it truly exposes to the fans what kind of team we are at this moment this season. And, you know, a lot of – I know there's still Broncos fans that are holding hope for the playoffs and all that stuff. But I don't know. I just don't see it, you know. The yeah, they need to pretty much win like,
1: out, and yeah, they, they have to
0: beat three AFC West divisional opponents.
1: They need to pretty much yeah pretty Raiders, much win Chargers, out and have and a lot Chiefs. of help.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, ten and seven. <coughs> it's ten and seven. It's not like ten and six. Ten and yeah. seven is like nine and seven. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. That's with the new schedule, <coughs> the added game. Excuse so, me. um, but if we were looking at eleven and six, that's like. 10 and six and, you know, last year, you Mm -hmm. know, there was a bit of good chance you were going to make the wild card at least. Uh, But, hey, you know, it's good. It it gets this coaching staff out of here quicker. It gets us, you know, done and over with the season. And then George Payton can really get to work, really get this team. And then there's going to be a lot more questions answered, too, like the ownership situations, which did you hear Peyton Manning now wants to be a part of it?
1: I did. I I heard that, and you knew that was going on well, behind I the scenes know, for so long. It's like, just, why are you denying it?
0: It's a little sneaky snake.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, I will say, and I was like the biggest person. I mean, at least between you and I, that was saying like, I did not see them getting sold. Like, they're probably getting sold. Like, the more stuff yeah. that comes out, like, they probably will not be under and control anymore. Which,
0: right,
1: is kind of sad, but. Hopefully, well, depending on the owner, it might be a good thing,
0: right? And I, I mean, out of curiosity, have you seen anything about Peyton Manning and who would be who is his <clears throat> team? Like, is he just like what's going on with that? Yeah, so anything on
1: that, so I read an article. I believe it was yesterday, and it was pretty. Like, I understood it. The way I understood it was him pretty much he wants to be involved somehow. It doesn't sound like he wants to be like the face of the ownership group, but like he, I, how I read it, it was almost like they, he's been in contact with a few different ownership groups on like a front office position, like gauging their interests in, Hey, if you end up buying the Broncos, don't forget about me, I'd like to work for this organization in some in some manner, so that's kind of how I take it but dude i'd be, I'd love it if he was the face of the ownership group like that is a move yeah. that I'm down for, so I yeah. guess we'll have to wait and see yeah, definitely no I mean, like no like Bezos or anything
0: too. no, no Bezos <laughs> and uh the more I hear about him the the less that I would want him here, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm with you on that. You know, yeah, Peyton Manning, yeah, he's he's one of the owners of the Broncos. <laughs> you know, he's the he's the face of the Denver Broncos, and you know that'd be cool because yeah, I'm reading this right now. Like he just said, he wants a, a possible role in serving in a management management position. So you know, like that would be awesome. I think that would be a really good thing for Denver, and I, a lot of fans would obviously love that and the biggest part is that we finally have our ownership situation figured out. We finally have it figured out yep. after all these years, you know, it's finally coming to fruition and we can put this ownership situation behind us because it's just been this cloud that's hovered over a mile high for so long, mm-hmm. you know, it's just over dove Valley too. And it's just been, it's always just been there and everyone's subconscious, you know, like, Oh, what's, what's the ownership situation going to be like? And you know, it's, it unfortunately took away a lot of time that could have been used for building this team back to where it needed to be. But you know, like, like I said, I have a, I have a lot more optimism about this off season, you know, and I, I truly think that things are really going to come together for the Broncos. And I, I truly think they're going to be those perennial playoff, the perennial playoff team that we used to watch and love. And, you know, it's exciting to watch a game in Broncos country. It's exciting Because they're going to be on national TV a lot like they used to be. You know, hell, Pat Boland was one of the biggest reasons for Monday Night Football. You know, like, that should be Broncos' baby. You know what I mean? That should be always Broncos on Monday Night Football. And and it was for a while. And, you know, rightfully so, we haven't been because we haven't been good. And, you know, and Thursday Night Football already gets enough flack. So for placing, which Thursday Night Football has been up. Uh, pretty lately this year, so that's yeah. good to see. And
1: uh, you know, it
0: just it would just be. I feel like next year is going to be a better year for sure. And yep. I, I can confidently say it's going to be a better year. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl next year. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying it's going to be a better year overall.
1: Yeah, for, I mean, for the just, team, you know, right? It just depends on who gets in there as head coach and who's going to be under center. I mean, that and that's what's it sucks because. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. It sucks because we're that close, but it's also a good feeling that we're that close. Because it sucks. It's like God, if you just made this move before, then we'd be Super Bowl contenders right now. But at the same time, it's like we're close. Like, yeah. Let Peyton work. Look what he did in one season. Give him a second one. Make this team his. Bring in his coach, uh, Dan Quinn, um, and bring in his quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Real I was just going
0: to ask you if you yeah, still I mean, thought Dan Quinn was your guy.
1: Yeah, he's – dude, I so it was really interesting. Speaking of head coaching searches and having like a guy because, I mean, from everything I'm picking up on, you know, per sources and different rumors I've seen, it's like Dan Quinn seems to be like the guy who – I mean, his, he's going to get a head coaching job after what he's done with that Cowboys defense, for sure. And it seems like the the dots are all there connecting him to the Broncos. So it seems like they're the, he's their guy. But interesting little story I saw Ben Albright put out. Somebody had asked him on Twitter, and shout out to Ben Albright, because he, like, drops some, like, he, like, holds on to shit, dude, and, like, releases it, like, years later. Like, first of all, how do you like hold on to this and not just post it on Twitter right away? But he actually said that, or somebody had asked him a question about like, how often do teams know like who their guy is, like going into a head coaching search? Like, and do they pretty much just do the other interviews to follow the rules? And he was like, he said,
0: 1000% they just do it to follow the rules.
1: Right. Well, interesting fact. He said, "That is mostly that is the case most of the time, but there are times when, in an interview, a head coach candidate will blow the team away, and they will change, they will go away from their guy and hire him." And he said that is exactly what happened the year they hired Vance Joseph. They had he didn't say who the guy who the Broncos guy was, but I'm guessing it was Kyle Shanahan because that's who everybody's guy was that year for, especially the Broncos with the obvious connections there. That's who I was rooting for them to hire then. But he said that Vance Joseph was not their guy, but he impressed so much in the interview process that that's why they hired him. Which is like, that dude must talk fucking great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I don't know what interviews or what interview they were listening to, but anytime he interviewed the media, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: I thought the same thing. Like this dude was a walking meme. Like, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. Unless, at least in uh, Denver. George,
1: John Elway and Joe Ellis
0: have just poor, poor judgment and character Um yeah. before coaching at least. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Good on Vance Joseph, man. He, He was able to snag up in a head coaching gig for a bit, so good on him, you know. Make Uh, it till you make it, huh?
1: (laughs) Right. Another interesting thing I wanted to bring up, based like kind of related to Ben Albright just holding on to information forever. Um, I'm looking at the tweet right now. It was December 9th. Somebody asked him, how close were the Broncos to drafting Josh Allen? And it's almost like you always assumed, like, at least myself, I was always like, I mean, we've talked about it on this podcast, like, why the fuck didn't they draft him? It was all right there. This is what Elway was looking for for so long—a big, tall, strong-armed, athletic quarterback. Like, this was it. Like, and he was there. Why didn't they draft him? <clears throat> so I will read Ben Albright's tweet word for word. It says, "They liked him. Elway loved him. Internally, got gun. Internally, sort of got gun shy." because of how the last tall, toolsy guy they drafted in the first flopped. Obviously talking about Paxton Lynch. Settled on Chubb to replace Shaq Barrett. And they also, the Broncos, made a play to try to trade up to number two to draft Sam Darnold. But the Giants and Dave Gettleman would not go for it. They wanted to draft Saquon Barkley. So it's almost like, in like a way, like brings a little bit of closure, because everybody's always bitches about Elway, like, this was, was the guy you were supposed to fucking draft, and he was you reincarnated, and then you passed up on him. Well, don't forget that there's. This is a big like operation. This is not. This is not the Dallas Cowboys. This is not Jerry Jones calling all the shots. You know, Elway. He may, he had a big say in a lot, but right there from the most, the biggest Broncos insider, the guy I trust more than anything, said John Elway loved him, and. The rest of the franchise got gun shy because of fucking Paxton Lynch and decided to draft Shaq Barrett's replacement. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. Like, it was that close. It, it was sucks. that fucking close.
0: It, it sucks. It sucks. But hey, man, like, I I feel like I feel like I'm past the Josh Allen thing. It sucks, but I. I I definitely have a lot of faith. George Payton coming here was probably the closure and the moves that he made that I needed for the Josh Allen stuff. Um,
1: I need to see. Because I, I have move. a
0: lot of faith. I yeah, will not I be over to to the Josh too.
1: Allen shit until there's a franchise quarterback. <laughs> and I'm dead ass serious.
0: And there's another thing. It's like, I I don't know if I had the confidence that Josh Allen would be the same here.
1: I, than and he and is I, in I Buffalo. agree. And you I, know I definitely I mean? see that side. Yeah.
0: And those are the things that keep me sane. Those are the things that. Allow me to sleep at night, (laughs) Anthony, is when I think of stuff like that. It's because this team hasn't been good at developing quarterbacks, you know, and the coaching staff hasn't. And I don't know, maybe we would have ruined somebody like Dak Prescott. Maybe we would have ruined somebody like Josh Allen, and they wouldn't be the faces that they are today. You know what I mean? And there's so many factors, man. And
1: I understand of that. If we
0: had Josh Allen, if we had the Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills on our team right now, hell yeah. People would be seeing John Elway's praises. John
1: Elway o- o- would still be the GM.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure. But I'm yeah. with you, but I'm also not with you. I'm with you that, yeah, him versus Chubb, obviously, Josh Allen has worked out more. If you take it for face value, and all that stuff, Josh Allen has been contributed more to his team than Chubb has contributed to our team. Um, so I'm with you on that part, and I'm not I'm not completely going against you, Anthony. I don't want you to think that. And, no, it's
1: understandable, uh, and I might be just beating a dead horse at this point. No, I, I, I'll just never.
0: Miss, you're, you're a Broncos fan that's going through the the trenches right now, just <laughs> like everyone else. <laughs> so I right. feel you. Yeah, I feel you. So I'll
1: just never get over.
0: Until we have that, that.
1: And, yeah, because
0: right. that's fair for as many
1: years past that the Broncos don't have that, and <laughs> well, we Josh Allen continue a quarterback, right? So get your shit together and fucking do. And I, mean, <laughs> I know it's easy to say, you know, once <laughs> things have happened, but it's just frustrating. That I mean, it's that time of the season <clears throat> when you have no hope for a playoff berth, really. That you just start thinking about shit like what could have been, how things could have been different.
0: Well, it really shows this ugly face when we're down in a game and our offense goes out there and we can't do anything about it. You know, it just, when we're down late in a game, we're down 15 to 10, you know, we have a coach that doesn't know how to call timeouts properly. We have a quarterback that, you know, well, we had Drew Locke, you know, and this is another thing I wanted to go down the rabbit hole with. It's, I've been seeing things about give Drew Locke the week of practice, he would have done a lot better. I'm like, how much more of this guy do we need to see? How much Dude, more of this guy do we need to see for people to, just to get over him?
1: Is there a part of you, and you were the one of the Drew Locke guys, of course?
0: I was. I was number one fan.
1: Right. Is there a part of you that? <clears throat> excuse me. I got to tickle my phone. Let me take a drink real quick. Oh, sorry, um, is there a part of you that when Drew Locke comes into the game still has, like, some hope? Like, what if What if he makes some plays? Like, what if this is what it took? There, is there any part of you that feels that? Or you're just like, God damn, like, here we go. This is going to be horrible.
0: You know, for a split second yesterday when he came in, and obviously it was under horrible circumstances and I obviously hope that Teddy was okay. Right. Um, there was a split second where I was like, okay, here's another chance drew Lock. You have gotten three chances so far. Total. Here's another chance for you. Let's see what you can do. And, you know, I will say that first drive was decent. You know, we, we scored a touchdown, you know right. what I mean? It, um, and I was like, "Wow, you know, I was actually <laughs> surprised." But then, you know, in my head, right after I had that thought, I'm just like, "It's too far gone. I don't, yeah. I don't know if there's if the, I think he just dug the hole is too deep to climb out of without help." And I don't see, I don't see a situation where Drew Locke is retained, and he's given another chance to be the starting quarterback of this team. Yeah. So. Unless, unless he came out there in that half and he put up 200 yards and scored his three touchdowns and he was just flinging the ball, like even a part of me just thinks that, like, I don't know if that would have been enough because you still need to see <laughs> consistency out of him. He, he's you hurt to see you. The, you, need, you. You, you <coughs> need to see, well, because he's done that. He's, right. he's gone out there and he's just played like an elite quarterback in this league. And then he just falls flat on his face so yeah, I mean,
1: yesterday was perfect, right? He comes right. out first drive, throws a touchdown game, pass. You know? Yeah, and then like the next – the rest of the game is just like, what are you – I mean, he made a couple decent plays still after the touchdown. He definitely but...
0: has a better arm than Teddy. Oh, my you God. Know, like, not... And it, that's – I guess but
1: that – because I – still, when Locke goes rock running onto the field, there's like a piece of me. And I obviously have not – was not as – I was not as badly hurt by Drew Locke as you were. Yeah. Beca- just because you were – I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, I was – I literally jumped around my house when we drafted Drew Locke. Like, I was stoked. Drew Locke was my guy going into that draft. Yeah. So I, so I don't want to, like, bash Drew Locke too much. Like, I was as big a Drew Locke fan as anybody. Just coming into this season, <clears throat> I kind of saw the writing on the wall. But there's still a part of me, a tiny little part of me when he runs out there. It's like, dude, let's j- just do it. Just – you can do it. I know you can. And one thing's for damn sure: <clears throat> whether he's playing back good or bad, it is way more exciting having him under center. So fuck it. I mean, again, you said it. Hope Teddy Bridgewater's all right. Sounds good. Sounds like he's doing all right. Sounds like he's going to be okay. But fuck it. Just play it the, the rest of the year because at least it'll be fun to watch. Because he's either going to be throwing like <laughs> yeah. good. I mean, and I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm not buying any players. right, but. It's just like the ball went more than fucking ten yards, like yeah. in like in a straight line. Not there's he's just there's a little bit of mobility there. Obviously he's not as good of a quarterback as Teddy is, I would say. But he's not as smart of a quarterback right. Teddy. He's not as smart of a quarterback. But at least he like gives some fucking receivers chances. I mean, I don't know. And you can tell he has like a good connection with Tim Patrick. He loves Tim Patrick. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Tim. Pat- Tim Patrick's great, but he's—I mean, the last couple of years, like Drew Locke's probably made Tim Patrick some of that money, like that he made because he targeted him a lot, a lot since when Drew Locke played. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. There's—I don't think he will be retained to be a you know attempt to be the starter again, not in Denver, but I wouldn't hate to see Drew Locke stick around. He not as the starter, of course, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think with the right coaching, like, and you said it, we're not good at developing quarterbacks. With the right coaching, maybe it would have been a little bit different. Probably not, but there's still a piece of me that like kind of watches Locke. Like, God, what could have been like, especially what I thought he was going to be when we drafted him, and then his after his rookie year was like, oh fuck, about time we got our franchise quarterback. So. Maybe it's just a little connection I have with him when he runs out there. But, I mean, he gets a chance this week. They already pretty much said he's going to start against the Raiders. He gets a whole week of preparation.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, we're gonna, all, you, all the Drew Locke fanboys are going to yep, get what they want. And, exactly. You know, and, and after this week, if it's not clear enough for him, I don't know what you tell him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not hoping he goes out there and just lays an egg, but, I mean, what is it? Fourth time the charm? <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, you had an entire season with him, which I, I, I will say, I will admit. After that entire season, I was one of the people saying he needs a normal off season. He needs yeah. an off season where he can throw to his receivers, build that chemistry properly, and he did. He, he got that. You know. You got that off season and then you
1: couldn't know, win the starting
0: challenge. He was challenged by a veteran quarterback and lost. You yeah. know, and it's you know, it wasn't enough to push him over and regardless or not if there was some conspiracy where they wanted Teddy to start over Drew Locke no matter what, you know, it's it's for a reason. You know, it's the coaching staff didn't feel safe starting Drew Locke. They didn't right. have you know, and it's just it's so back and forth, you know, with the whole situation here. And I 1000% think that if we had a better coaching staff and we had better coaching at the quarterback position, he would, he would be a lot better. He would, because then you get past like the excuses that he makes and, you know, he has a coach there it's like, Hey, there's no time for excuses. There's no time for excuses. It's there's time to get better. How are you Mm going to get better? What are you going to do? I've given you the tools. Are you going to use them or are you going to keep them in the toolbox? You know, save them for a rainy day kind of a deal. Um, But I I do feel like if we had better coaching that was there to push him harder than he might have been pushed before, um, I really feel like he'd be in a lot better situation. And, you know, I feel like Drew Locke would be making less mistakes for sure. Do I think he would be to the caliber of Josh Allen or any of those quarterbacks? No. You know, I'd say he'd be like probably – I don't know. <laughs> A Jared Goff, <laughs> you know what I mean, like something that like was that.
1: Into the NFL,
0: yeah. <laughs> I'd say he'd be like that's his that's his ceiling as Jared Goff. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's
1: and bad because based Goff off
0: what we've seen, in <laughs> football, right? But I mean, Jared Goff than <laughs> Drew Locke. so yeah, true. Um, uh, but. Yeah, so, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens against the Raiders, huh? <laughs> it's just – it's going to be one of those games that we go into and we're just like, oh, you know, fuck it, whatever happens, happens. You know, I just – you know, I I guess the thing to hope for in Broncos country is that we get an exciting football game. You know, and it's – there's and like I said before, there's a lot of fans out there that still are holding on to the playoff hopes, but – I mean, I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm taking the realistic approach, and I'm ready for the season to be over with. You know, I'm I'm ready for the season to end, and I'm looking forward to seasons in the future where I don't look forward to them ending. <laughs> you know, I look forward to them extending. I look forward to them to go into February. Yep. You know, so that's what I'm excited for. <laughs> and I, and, and I'm with like it, I said dude. Before, I, do, I do feel like that's coming, and... Uh I'm looking at the the Dan Quinn reports right now, and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk of Dan Quinn coming here. you're right, you know, and we've been talking about this for a while and you know I think that would be good and then Dan Quinn, obviously having Russell Wilson here like that would be even better, you know what I mean it's they already have that chemistry together. they've worked together before, you know, and granted, it was on the different side of the football, but they know they know each other very well. They went to Super Bowls together you know it's um that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i'm not I agree i'm, with not, that for I'm sure. not looking forward to seeing drew Locke play this week um i'm looking forward to the future no i'm i'm not really. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm indifferent you know it's we'll see what happens but um i'm indifferent um i can't keep putting emotions out there for it to just get crushed, Anthony. I can't keep doing that. It's not good for me.
1: <laughs> I, I understand, dude. I I get you. I get you.
0: <laughs> so I, I I guess it's more curiosity than it is excitement to see what Drew Locke does this week. Um, and, yeah, it makes sense. Why would you want to throw Teddy out there, you know, with a serious, serious injury if you don't have to? You know what I mean? It's – yeah. Uh, the season it's the writing's on the wall for this season, and the the coaches I feel like they understand what's coming and fuck it, why not? Why not? We'll see what happens <laughs> and that's, what, su- that's what sucks that sucks there, dude. And he puts up fifty two points on the Raiders <laughs> <laughs> then that's we'll sure. just that'll be the cherry on top of the season. That's the cherry on top of this, how the season's been going. It's Drew Locke going out there and throwing five touchdown passes. You know what yep. I mean? <laughs> God, that would be, I would, my mind would be blown, Anthony. I would just, That, that like I said, that would be the cherry on top of the season.
1: <laughs> the shitty part is it could, it could very well happen.
0: That's I know, it could. I mean, not likely, but it could, you know, and. It's just like, great. Yeah. Drew Locke's finally figured it out, I guess, but it's too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's not enough trust for him to take this team and just go forth, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. It's a bit depressing, but hey, I still have optimism. I'm not completely, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'll never be done with the Broncos. You know what I mean? I'm, right. I'm a fan through and through, but, um, It's funny uh, because I I get to watch the games at work because I work on Sundays. And uh, I usually go into work with a Broncos jersey on. And no matter the outcome, I leave work with the Broncos jersey on. I always make a point to do that because loyalty runs deep. I always do that because these these bad times aren't going to be here forever. And I always want to be committed to the cause and always be there through and through. So,
1: yep,
0: it's these I'm, bad I'm times you that make us yeah. appreciate the good times. You know, it's you we look need back. some we
1: need some damn good times, dude.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. We, we you know, it, it wasn't so long ago. It seems long ago. But it wasn't so long ago that we had, you know, that four four or five years with Pete Manning, and those were phenomenal times, and then you're down in the dumps now and it makes everyone, you know, talk to any Broncos fan and they'll always talk about the good times of Peyton Manning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it'll be nice to not forget about the Peyton Manning years, but you know, to
1: go to chapter
0: exactly have the, the next chapter open. And it's written by a very articulate, famous author, <laughs> talking about how great the Broncos are. So <sighs> what a time <laughs> righty. Well we're approaching an hour right now Anthony so uh, Is there anything else that you wanted to bring out That stood out from that game uh, Or any excitement that you saw Down the wire from Good old Benjamin Albright Is there anything else you wanted to throw out there
1: Not really man I think uh, we covered everything I've been saving up
0: <clears throat> Yeah that's pretty much how I feel right now. So yeah. it is officially Raiders week and Raiders week is always, you know, the, the time in the season for Broncos country. Um, regardless of the team, I'm not going to take away from Raiders week because Raiders week is always sacred for us as Broncos fans, you know, historically, and even in present time, I'm not going to let a bad team take that away from me. Um, I'm not excited for the game, but it's Raiders week and you know, obviously I hope the Broncos beat the Raiders. You know, regardless you you know, I don't care if we go 0 and 15 against other teams. We better go 2 and beat the
1: Raiders. Yep. I'm beat with the you. The
0: Raiders. Um, we already <laughs> lost one. Um, can't happen again.
1: Absolutely no. can't. You know, it's it's a When's must win. the last win time the, the Broncos sense? got swept by the Raiders? Was it was it last year or two years ago? I don't. I thought,
0: I thought it was recent. That really? Happened. Or was it the year that the Raiders were really good with uh, hmm. Jack Del Rio? Let's see. Hmm. Broncos Some research. Um. Uh, rivalry record. Let's see. No, so the Raiders hold the all-time. Um. Let's see. Last time the Raiders swept the Broncos. Let's see. I don't know Uh, if I'm gonna find
1: this quickly. I'm back. Already back in 2017, and pretty much every year.
0: When was that good year? 2016 for the Raiders? Was that the good year for them?
1: I think so. Let's see.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think it's when they went 12-4. and four.
1: In the 2016, the Broncos still split it with them.
0: Wow. I thought it was recently that the Broncos uh, had been swept by them. I guess I was wrong. I guess I need to stop being such a negative Nancy.
1: Yeah, what the hell? I don't like this, man. I need the optimistic Zach back.
0: Okay, well, there we go. Uh, there's never, There has never been a recent time where the Raiders have swept the Broncos. So, don't let it be this year. Because regardless of how the Broncos team is this year, this has been the best Broncos team we've had post Peyton Manning. Am I wrong?
1: Nope, you are not wrong.
0: I mean, this – I mean, some could argue the year after the Super Bowl, we had a, a really good team because was a Super Bowl team pretty much minus Peyton Manning and a couple other players. But, you know, that's the only real team that really rivals this team. So don't let it be this season that we yeah. get swept by the Raiders. Come on. I mean, I know you just got – you devastating loss to the Bengals, but – Pull your head out of your ass and pull that tail between your legs out and just take it out on the Raiders. Just take it out. I don't care if this this team goes eight nine and they lose lose the Chargers and the which is another team. The Chargers like we usually sweep the Chargers. We usually sweep them.
1: Which is really so, weird because the Chargers are.
0: <coughs> I know. Chargers are better pretty, than the Raiders.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. I found it. I found it. When was it? The last time the Raiders was in twenty ten.
0: Oh, the twenty ten uh, year. Kyle Orton or Jay Cutler.
1: I let's see. Kyle Orton. Right? I, I'll be, I'll be able to tell now you was, right now
0: because Tim Tebow was the next year.
1: Uh, right. Twenty eleven.
0: Uh, Tim yeah. Tebow. Yeah. The,
1: I believe that oh, Orton. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Orton. Orton yeah. Broncos lost. <laughs> oh my goodness, fifty nine to fourteen. Ooh. In week we. I,
0: th- I think I remember that game.
1: <laughs> then in yeah. week fifteen, lost thirty nine to twenty three, and Ebo's first start. That's right. I remember that. Here, the Broncos got. It can't happen. It just can't happen.
0: No. It, I mean. Eleven years. <laughs> so. Yeah um yeah that just that just uh dots the eye on the point we're trying to make it's <laughs> don't get swept by them bottom no. line <laughs> yeah
1: if you, don't, if you if you have some pride yeah exactly that's the thing have some freaking self pride
0: we're we're playing for historical pride right now okay so and then like yeah. i was saying with the chargers like you know Optimistically, I could see this team going nine and eight. You know, it's uh, uh um, what's that? I can't think of the word right now. Uh, Technically, Jesus, I can't <laughs> think right now. Technically, uh, that would be a winning season. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's we'll just let's just start with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Don't get swept by them. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> Any final thoughts?
1: That's it for me, man.
0: All righty, kind sir. Well, to those out there listening, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Couch Potato Sports Denver Broncos Edition podcast. Times are tough, but we'll always be here for you. Um, and we're excited. You know, we're gonna give you our opinions about the next few weeks. But we're stay tuned. For the off season. That's when it's really going to pick up. That's when we're really going to get down the rabbit hole on. And we're still going to do our what if podcast, right? We're still going to do oh, our yeah. what if, you know, what if scenario and just go down the rabbit hole like crazy. Oh um, yeah. Definitely. So we're going to, that's, that's going to be a, that's probably going to be a long one. So stay tuned for that. So <laughs> um, for those that are listening, we have other podcasts as well. We have a uh, Colorado avalanche crash the Net podcast um be sure to check those guys out wonderful 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 avalanche fans and we have our own insider you know with kelsey kelsey hammond she works for the avalanche so uh works the media for the avalanche so she knows what she's talking about she hears it from the horse's mouth so be sure to stay tuned for that um and then you have the denver nuggets podcast which I feel like Jamal Murray's going to come back very soon, man. Have you been following
1: that? Yeah, I hope they don't rush him, but
0: I hope they don't they, either, but
1: they need to just keep doing what they're doing. Stick around, stay yeah. in the playoff chase. You know, Jokic is doing it pretty much all by himself. They face a lot of oh, bad yeah. injuries and all that kind of bullshit, but yeah, we we need, uh, need Murray to get back and let's make this push. I mean, yeah. I, I'm with Murray back. I'm confident again with with the Nuggets beating any team in the West playoff series, pretty much other than oh, yeah, the Warriors and the Suns. Like they're just kind of separated themselves, there no them, but, yeah, so right. It's, but everybody Suns, else, the
0: Warriors and the Suns that are top of the West right now, and then it yeah. just kind of who's the third team? I can't remember. There's the third <clears throat> team in the West right now is kind of a lead on the other teams, but that's the it's Clippers? Pretty much – uh, that doesn't sound familiar. No, I know no. it's not the Lakers. Um, the Lakers have been falling apart, which has been awesome yeah, to see. Just beautiful, to glorious. see. glorious. Um, and who would have thought Russell Westbrook coming to the Lakers would have been a failure? Oh wait, you I know. did.
1: Yeah, everybody have
0: too many. Can't have too many. Too many alpha males on one team. Okay. That's Jazz,
1: right. Jazz are number three.
0: Jazz. That's right. That's right. Okay. So yeah, the Jazz, and we had the Jazz. We had the Jazz's number. We we yeah. We had that hey, Nuggets are six seed right now. Come back, so. you know. So yeah, that yep. down three in one series and coming back and beating the Chaz. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah, awesome. So Nuggets
1: are in the sixth seed right now. So a lot of season. Just stick left. around, yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. stick around. So, um, and then of course the Colorado Rockies. Um, <laughs> yeah, Colorado <laughs> yeah. Rockies. Be sure to check out Coors Field, the best baseball field in MLB. That's field. right. Uh, that is right. Enjoy the sights. Uh actually Anthony, uh, my wife and I were we did a date night at the Chop House not too long ago and we wandered over to the uh the old McGregor Square. That place is Is it vast. nice? It is. It is awesome. Um you basically walk into like this this little area, it's like, a, it's right next to the chop House. <clears throat> you walk in, there's like right. an opening area, and then there's like a couple, there's a bar, a bar with a million TVs, and then there's a, uh, like a 50s themed diner on the other side of the uh, alleyway, oh, right. and then it just opens up into this huge courtyard, and I swear there's like a 14-foot TV on the the rafters, just pointing down. Um, it's awesome. It's good. I feel like that yeah, would I be. Gotta, a good I got to check it out. Yeah, you definitely should. If you're in that area, just walk in, in there and check it out. It's 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 truly really breathtaking. It's really cool. Um, so, so yeah, well, at least we have that Rockies fans. At least we have some <laughs> cool stuff to go check out. You know, with the stadium. And
1: yep. The Better than nothing, I guess. Bar, you know, the <laughs>
0: sunsets on you know Rockies baseball nights. You know, that's about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> as it stands right now so um. righty Anthony as always I greatly appreciate doing this with you thank you for taking your time to do this with me it's been great thus far and as always I always look forward to the many more podcasts that we're going to get into and I look forward to those uh, weekly victory pods that we're going to yeah. have in the future I look we'll forward get, to there, it's, it's we be, get there dude it's going to be fun we're gonna have those fun times where we talk about you know just the fun the fun times they have at practice with russell wilson or Aaron yeah. Rodgers or whoever you know what i mean can't wait I look forward cannot to wait just like just like the peyton manning years so yeah. um but for now you know we're gonna talk about what this team needs what we think <laughs> this team needs and You know, we're going to react to a lot of things that happened this last season, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be a
1: good time. Yes, sir. Absolutely.
0: um, Anthony, you have a wonderful rest of your night. And as always, go Broncos. Go Broncos.